I've, this is a dirty game, bro. And what I've always said is all is fair in love, war, and challenges, 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 and challenges. Welcome to another edition of Love, War, Challenges. I am MTV Malik, and I'm joined by Becky and Veto, a.k.a. Bananas, the GOAT. No Antonio today. He's still dealing with some family business. He'll be back soon. Okay. How's your ladies' week so far? I'm just kidding. We don't really want to hear about that shit. So apparently... You don't want to hear about me meeting Cara, Maria, Sorbello, and, you know, Polly. But, you know... Okay, thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Oh, you son of a bitch! Bye, Becky. <laughs> <laughs> you really gave her the boot. I love it. <laughs> you X me out one more time, motherfucker. You'll be doing this with just Barrow. Fucker. <laughs> She looked so excited to talk to us when you kicked her out. I wasn't excited. I was yelling at him. You bastard. Okay. 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 Give Malik an asthma attack. (laughs) I think I full-blown had a panic attack while laughing. But Becky, how was your week? Fuck off. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god, now you kicked Malik <laughs> Bastard! <laughs> you guys are fucking wild. I'm like legit crying. Aw, <laughs> so that's what it felt like. That feels terrible. <laughs> Fucker. So, how was your week? what you do this week? Nothing. You get nothing now. <laughs> Veto, how was your week? Been great. Just been working. As usual. Awesome, awesome. Yes. So, so excited. I finally went to go see Howard versus Shaw in the theaters. It's been a while. Don't, don't get me started on that shit. I sat there and I waited for my mom to go see it, and she went without me. Oh, that's fucked up. I know, and I had three different offers to go with different people, and I said no to all of them. You know what? That is really not thoughtful at all. I know. You know what you should do? <laughs> but then I'd be, like, <laughs> damn near an orphan. It's called matricide. Terrible. <laughs> It's just an official term. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> How was your weekend? <laughs> My flight got canceled, and then I had to rebook, and then I almost fought a guy at Delta. Your flight from where? And Delta's trash. Well, that's what I get for flying Delta. But, um... My flight from New York. I went to New York to go to the Challenge Mania event. We like to refer to that as the other podcast. <laughs> our challenge-based podcast. The other non-biased <laughs> challenge-based podcast. <laughs> but yes, I got to meet uh, my overall fave. And I met um, Polly, obviously, and Kara. And then Ruthie, who is super fucking short, by the way. Like, she comes up to my shoulder. I'm, I'm sure she would love to hear that. Oh, I told her. I told her. I was like... 
I was like, you're so little. And she's like, yeah, I started hearing that a lot once I started being on TV. And everybody who ran into me was like, wow, you're super short. And I didn't think I was short. Now I know every single time somebody runs into me. <laughs> she was always cool as fuck, so. Oh, yeah. Apparently, she loves Kara. She and Kara have had a relationship for a really long time, um, you know, calling each other back and forth. And uh, she doesn't like Coral at all. Oh. Apparently, when they were on, I think it was Battle of the Sexes, uh, Ruthie went to Abram and was asking him for pointers on wrestling. And Coral got jealous or didn't like it and basically was a bitch to Ruthie the entire time. Yeah, it was one of the Battle of the Sexes season, I'm not sure, because Abram and and Coral were dating. Yeah, that's wild. That's wild. All right. And Kara loves you, Malik. Kara loves uh, Vera, and she loves Antonio, and she said that she's down for any interviews that you guys want to do with her, and uh, she's literally the sweetest person I probably have ever met that's like, I guess, a celebrity-ish kind of person. I guess she's all right. All right, you know. And I got pictures, and she touched my phone because she took a selfie with me. Oh, my God. I wasn't getting the right angle, so she took my phone and took it for me. So she touched my phone. And I showed Derek how to use portrait mode on selfie mode on the iPhone. I'm not surprised he didn't know how to do that. (laughs) He didn't know the X and better how portrait mode on the selfie. That guy is a fucking gem. Let's go ahead and move on to Free Agents, episode three. Let's get it in. You guys ready to stir the pot? Yes. All right, let's do it. First thing on the menu is going to be that fucking proposal. The episode opens up in the house and Nani is proposing to Kahuta who sings his praises and Kohara returns a favor and accepts. Kohara is like my dream man. He is the definition of a husband. Yes, I stay there. Nani is by far the best looking girl in the house and she smells like wild honeysuckle blossoms. If I was gonna be married to anyone, I would just assume it'd be her. CT and Isaac organize a bachelor party and goes on the hunt for strippers. And Jasmine accepts the call. The look of shock on Anissa's face says it all as certain feminine body parts have to be blurred out. Kara, <laughs> Camilla, and Nani attempt to join the party, but are turned away by the boys. So Camilla decides to throw Nani a bachelorette party. Magic Johnny Riley accepts the call for being the male stripper and certain masculine body parts have to be blurred out. In the middle of this wild shit show, Johnny Riley leans over and makes out with Nani. I guess the question I have is, what the fuck is going on? How is the stripper making out with the bride to be? Anybody have any uh, any any answers for me? And Johnny Riley's hot and stripping and everybody's drunk. I mean, it wasn't like it was a real proposal. Everybody was just having a good time. Let the girl have a good time. But they're role playing. She's the bride to be. She's kissing the stripper. She's a dirty little bride. <laughs> <laughs> he is hot. I love him. All right, so I see you guys are all for it, but was Nani out of line or was this all in good fun? She's supposed to be promising herself to the good boy Kohuta, but here she is giving up the goods on the night before her wedding. Is she out of line or is this fair game? Becky? I think it's all in just good fun. I mean, let the girl live. It's not actually, like I said, it's not a real wedding. We're not serious about this. It's not like at the end of the day, they're going to, you know, hold hands and skip off into a forest field, you know, and have a good, you know long-ass marriage it's it's just all in fun veto 
I'm with Becky. It's just a good time. They're just having fun, and she wants to kiss the stripper. That's on her. The hot stripper. <laughs> I'm inclined to agree with you guys. Um, it's not like this is a serious wedding we're talking about. They're not actually going to get married. They don't live anywhere near each other in real life, and this continuing outside of the show, the chances are slim to none. Nobody should be mad about this, and I'm glad they weren't, but let's move on. We return back to the house, and Frank is on the phone with his mom, talking about having problems with his lungs. His mother told him to stick it out, and Frank is determined to ride this out. Janae and Isaac come through with a clue from TJ to be ready for a bar crawl for the daily. The free agents arrive, and TJ alerts them to a serious problem. All right, first things first, Frank. I've talked to the challenge doctor, and they said that you have a viral infection. What? He said that you're very contagious. What? What? So I can't have you in the house. I got to let you go, man. I'm sorry. Oh. Send your time here in Uruguay. Take care. I'm sure we'll see you in the future. Whoa. Everyone is shocked and saddened, and he believes the winner of the season is walking away. Leroy isn't too sad to see a strong competitor go home. Frank has been undefeated in both of the eliminations so far this season. Is the winner of free agents going home? Veto. I don't know if I'd call him the winner because it was too early to tell, but he was definitely a contender. At that time, he was one of the big names. And for him to get sent home that early, was just, I don't know. I definitely thought that he would have went all the way had he not gotten sick. Becky. I agree. It's way too early for us to decide whether or not he would be the be-all, end-all winner. I think he had a very good shot, mostly because of how good he is as a competitor and especially seeing how he's done last previous seasons. But I think that he would definitely have made it very far, if not till the end. But whether or not he'd win, it's a crapshoot because it all depends on what dailies and eliminations they had after that. Um, not a huge Frank fan, but Frank has been killing it this season, elimination-wise. Uh, Politics-wise, we haven't seen shit. Luck-wise, uh, you picked a kill card two times in a row. So, and he hasn't won any dailies. So the fact that he's saying the winner of free agents is going home, what evidence do you have to back this up? I mean, he's confident. It's cool to be confident. It is definitely sad seeing such a strong competitor go home. But to call yourself the, to call yourself the winner of the season this early, it's ludicrous. But let's move on. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good? Uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek. Derek Kaczynski. So this is Paulie, and you're listening to Love War Challenges. What up, Malik? This is Cara Maria. This is a shout-out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. You're totally awesome. Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's most dangerous podcast. The name of today's daily is going to be Looper. No, no, no. The daily is not Looper. The elimination is Looper. Oh, what, what's the name of the daily? I thought it was called Bar Crawl. Isn't that what I said earlier? Or no? Oh, who gives a fuck? TJ comes in to explain the rules. Okay, guys, moving on. Today's going to be played in teams of four. As you can see, there's a giant wall with a bunch of holes in it suspended over the water. And there are two bars through those holes. To begin, all four players are going to get on that platform. Two players on one side of the wall two players on the other. Your goal is to make it from one platform to the other using only those two bars as a walkway. How's that gonna work? You're gonna shove that bar through, let your partner use it. Then they're gonna shove one through, let you use it. It's not gonna be easy, guys. Communication is key. Now, this is a timed event. So the team that gets the most players from one platform 
to the other in the fastest amount of time will win today's challenge. Not only be safe from elimination, but you will also be choosing one guy and one girl to send into the elimination who is not taking part in the draw. The two last place teams are going straight into the draw. Wow. Where one guy and one girl are going to be selected, you're going straight into the elimination. The TJ draws names out of a bag for team captain. Cora picks CT, Anissa, and Swift. Team Brandon is Camilla, Bananas, and Jess. Toya picks Kohada, Nani, and Preston, who went again last. Zach has Teresa, Johnny Riley, and Devin. Jasmine gets Jordan and John A. And Leroy has Laurel, Isaac, and Naya, who also went last. Jazz, John A, and Jordan are a man short because of Frank's dismissal. TJ gives them an option to sit this one out. They won't be eligible for the draw, but they would be eligible for nomination. They chose to compete. Was this the right move, or should they have sat this one out? Becky. I think, honestly, they should have sat it out. The likelihood that they would have gotten chosen to go into nominations is probably small, and I would have taken my chances at that point because you you obviously need four people for this. But I can understand why they decided to pull forward the overconfidence and thinking that they really would be able to do it a man short. Veto? I would have sat this one out just because the chances of them getting voted in wouldn't be as bad. And if they were to be chosen for elimination, at least they would have time to mentally prepare versus if they were in the draw. And I was also kind of surprised that they didn't take Jordan's hand as a thought at all for this challenge because you can clearly see he was going to struggle of some sort because uh, the maneuvering of the bar. I don't agree with you ladies at all. If they would have sat this one out, they would become an even bigger target for nomination. Because if you guys win to compete and you guys have to start tossing out names of who you should pick to go into elimination, you're going to say, well, who didn't compete? They didn't even go in. Why didn't they go in now? So I think competing was the right idea. Not competing would have put them in a bigger hole. Well, I think at the end of the day, though, they would have felt bad because it was a situation that they couldn't control with Frank going home. So I think that might have protected them in the long run, depending on who won. Let's go ahead and get to the daily. Cara team is up first. CT takes the reins and they favor the slow and steady strategy. CT places the planks and the ladies hop up. This daily is a lot harder than it looks like as the beam is heavy and the guys are in the back holding on to the ladies for balance. The team is taking the beam and going over the inside man's head and replacing it. Bananas and Camilla, being the elder gamesmen they are, are studying every move they make. They develop their own strategy. The team is going at a stable but a snail's pace and TJ lets them know that they have one minute left. They don't get it done, and TJ blows a horn. They are eliminated. CT tries to look on the brighter side. We didn't have the luxury of watching other people go before us. We went up there, and we, handled it. we did what we had to do. We did awesome Everybody got down us. safe. Everybody's dry. Dry. And now the pressure's on them. Okay, so Team Brandon is up next. As they follow the same exact strategy as the previous team, only much faster. They figured passing the beat behind their back saved their time, and each team assisted with the bar by using their feet to make it slide in and out faster. They finish much faster and almost flawlessly. Great job, Becky. Yay! That out. Which one? Team Tanya. Tonya. Toya. What did I say? Tanya. <laughs> I'm bringing Tanya back. Team Tanya jumps to the beam with a <laughs> Oh my god. No. Oh my god. Okay, Team Toya is up next and Kahuta thinks that putting the boards under their feet will save even more time. They start off just like every other team, but this time Preston is in the woman position standing against the wall and Nani is beasting it with the beam. They get it done and they are looking like they're the team to beat. 
Team Zach is up and thinks because he's a bit taller, they can go with the strategy of two pegs at a time. They start off great, but when it's time for Johnny Riley to grab the peg, his wingspan is too short and they realize the mismatch when he can't reach the beam. They're forced to double back and double their speed. They move along pretty quickly, but it's unlikely they made up the time wasted. Now it's time for Team Jazz, who's down one player. So Jordan is on one side and the girls are stacked on the other. Jordan thinks that him being by himself is an advantage and they start off great, much to the amazement of the ladies in the house, especially Laurel. Everything is going swimmingly and while trying to insert the beam into the peg, Jordan drops the beam out of his hand for no reason whatsoever. The beam swings out of reach and in the distance, TJ, TJ sounds the horn and it's a disqualification. Well, I'm thinking Jordan could have handled that better, but you got to make sure you come through for his team. <laughs> <laughs> All this showmanship and all this showboating has finally caught up with him. This has nothing to do with Jordan not having a hand. This has something to do with Jordan's ego just being way too big for his own good. What did he do? What the f just happened? We barely made it across. How did you drop the log? Like, how did that happen, Jordan? I'm sorry, guys. I messed up. The girls did perfect, did everything they needed to, and I couldn't come through. So Jordan apologizes for dropping the beam. He owns up and takes responsibility for his team's failure. Now, was this a case of an honest mistake or was it Jordan showboating and his ego is what cost his team? Becky. In all reality, if it was anybody else, I would have think it was just like an unfortunate situation. But because it's Jordan and how much he just feels the need to peacock all over the place... I think honestly it has to do with his pride and it got in the way and he shouldn't he should have just been straight into the point and it's what happens. So he did it to himself. Veto. I just think it was an accident honestly. I don't think it had anything to do with his cockiness or his uh, showboating. I think that he honestly just dropped the beam. I do believe that this is a case where more than one thing can be true. I do think it was an accident. I don't think he meant to drop the beam, but I also thought that he was trying to look cool while doing it, tossing it up. And to be honest, as much as it sucks to say, his handicap cost him. I mean, sure as hell didn't help in this situation. I know he overcompensates, and I know he performs great feats despite his disability. But sometimes, especially on a daily challenge like this, which pretty much has to utilize your hands in a very complex way, it ended up costing him. That's not his fault. And the manner that he did it in, grabbing the beam with one hand and tossing it up. He was doing the most, and that cost his team. So I would say it's a pretty decent mixture of both. Let's move on. Team Leroy is up, and Nyan Leroy is actually going to ride bitch and let Laurel and Isaac handle all the hard work. But Leroy does look legitimately scared. The girls are on one side and the boys are on the other, but they're looking good and getting it done quickly. Laurel is looking good and enjoying herself and is doing nothing but pissing Anissa off. I'm not big on talking a big game and being cocky. I hate it. I hate the sense of entitlement she has. TJ lines everybody up, but Team Cara and Team Jazz got disqualified, so they will be in the draw. The top two ends up being Team Brandon and Team Leroy, and Team Brandon gets the win by the slight margin of 10 seconds. They are safe from elimination, and they will be choosing one guy and one girl to send into the elimination round. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good? 
Uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek. Derek Kaczynski. So this is Pauly, and you're listening to Love War Challenges. What up, Malik? This is Car Maria. This is a shout out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. You're totally awesome. Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's most dangerous podcast. How would you guys rate this challenge? What were some of your likes and some of your dislikes? Veto. I would give this one a 6 out of 10. It wasn't one of my favorites. I didn't like how the two people that were against the wall didn't really do much other than balance and be used as, um, I don't even know the word used. People leaning on them. That's all they were used for. Yeah, stabilizers. That's all they were used for, the people against the wall. They didn't really have to do anything. So I feel like I don't like these kind of challenges because it's easy for people to kind of just float with it. So... Six out of ten. Becky? I gotta say it's one of those that look easy but are actually very hard. I liked the overall difficulty of it, but it was kind of a snooze. I wasn't overly excited about watching it. It is what it is. I give it a five out of ten. You know, you guys are wild, and this looked like an incredibly hard challenge. Let's not forget that this whole thing is done over water. If you slip, your ass is getting wet. Also, being a stabilizer can't be that easy. You don't have a lot of you don't have a lot of room to move around. But I can respect how hard it was. Visually, I don't think it was that great. I probably give it a little bit more because of the difficulty and put it at a six and a half, maybe a seven. Let's move on. Six and a half. Six and a half. <laughs> a six point five, bitch. Facts. <laughs> I can't stand you. You're so ridiculous. You and half the people who's ever met me. But let's move on to deliberation. So Banana decides that they can only be one Johnny in the house and wants to throw the Boston rookie into elimination and nobody objects. Camilla wants to politic a bit for us to see which way she's going to vote to see where the other girls in the house stand. Jess decides to follow suit. Camilla throws out Naya and Toya name and in retrospect, that seems to be in line with her beliefs. <coughs> does it <coughs> likes <coughs> black people. Stop it. <laughs> oh my God. Terrible. Hey, she said it. She wants one of these beautiful black queens to owe her in the future. Naya's up first. Camilla wants to know what Naya is going to do for her. Naya accepts that this arrangement is acceptable and won't vote her in if she is saved. Toya warns Camilla that her and Naya had an arrangement when they first got into the house and Naya threw her in the first chance she got. Toya wants her actions to speak for her. Jess seeks bananas out for advice because she doesn't want to vote in Toya again and just decides she's going to be her own woman and make her own decisions. How do you guys feel like Jess is playing this game politically? How do you guys think she came up with that? That she wants to be her own woman and play her own game. She doesn't really have any super big rivals in the house or enemies and not a whole bunch of friends besides, you know, Dustin's way with Dustin and Nani, even though they haven't really worked together. What do you guys think about the way she's playing the game so far? I mean, I think she's playing it really safe and kind of just trying to float which is a strategy and it's probably a good one in the beginning of this in the beginning of these challenges it's always better just kind of keep it low key versus being outright crazy so i think she's trying to fly under the radar i mean it's a strategy she's trying it i guess we'll see how it works out for her I think she's trying to find that good middle ground between making game moves and keeping under the radar. So 
I feel like that first challenge, you could kind of tell that she didn't seem that she wanted to vote Latoya, but she went with that because everyone else was. So I think that's what she meant when she said she's trying to be her own woman. All right. TJ arrived to see who is going to be fed to the wolves. Bananas vote Nia and Johnny. Brandon votes Nia and Johnny. Jessica votes Devin and Johnny. And Camilla votes Nia and Johnny. I've been around in the past when people haven't gone in when they should have. My vote's going to be for Johnny. In my eyes, Johnny's the clear-cut choice. You got to get your feet wet. You got to earn your stripes. Camilla feels that Toya has already gone into elimination and it's Nia's turn to earn her stripes. Bananas and Brandon backs her up. So Real World Portland is showing the challenge what they got with Jordan also in the draw. Now let's take it to elimination. The free agents arrive and we see two short red and blue pegs protruding from the sand. Team Jazz and Team Cara come down for the draw. TJ lets them know that because Frank got dismissed, there are four kill cards. If no one draws it, they are all safe. The girls are up first. Jazz comes down, she's safe. CT, safe. Jane, safe. Swift, safe. Anissa comes down, and she's safe. So Cora Maria is going into elimination. Jordan comes down, and he's safe. He gives Laurel a hug, and Johnny Riley is going to be safe for the night. Then TJ comes down to explain the rules. Okay, girls, tonight you're playing looper. As you can see, there's a rope in the center of the elimination area. Now, at each end of that rope, there's a hook. That hook is going to be hooked to your back. There's also a series of posts with a bell on either end. Then when I say go, you're going to weave in and out of your posts, trying to make it to that bell as fast as you can. Now, you girls are going to be going the opposite directions, so it's going to be a tug of war. First one to their bell will win tonight's elimination round and stay in the game. Loser goes home empty-handed. All right, good luck, girls. The girls break out, and Carver gets low when the rope is about to run out. Good strategy, because Nia gets a whole wig snatch when the slack disappears. Both of the ladies are on the floor, grabbing at the sand, each trying to take any inch that's given to them. Johnny is openly cheering on Nia because of the years of tension between him and Carver Maria. Nia, stop pushing! Johnny. I'm the only one trying to give Naya any sort of advice. I don't think it's any secret that me and Kara do not like each other. Kara, keep pushing. Ah. The elimination comes to a stalemate. Naya decides to try to let Kara exhaust herself. After 30 minutes, TJ encourages them to keep pushing. 45 minutes pass and Kara is trying to kill herself. An hour passes. 75 minutes, everybody is feeling bad for them, and Bananas digs at Kara is starting to give her energy. Kara stands up, those who wait, and by sheer force of will, starts to turn the tide. Carver digs in and gets to win in a truly amazing fashion. Now, Naya, she loses gracefully, and Carver returns to the stands and gives Bananas a hug and says that he motivated her, and he knows it. Thank you. Thanks. Actually, you motivated me. Yeah. <laughs> Leroy thinks that Naya may have gave up, and Carver shows everybody in the house what she can bring to the table, and the house chairs are on. Now that elimination, that was some shit. How would you guys grade this elimination on a scale of one to 10? Becky. The elimination was brutal, and I loved it. The sheer force of real, ugh, the sheer force of will between both ladies to push through the pain and Obviously, the differences in weight and everything like that, it was amazing. I give it a solid 10 out of 10. 
because of sheer determination and guts. I like this one a lot. I'd give it a 10 out of 10. I like the physicality in it. And I like how eventually you just have to keep pushing. So who it's really who wants it more. It turned into one of those. Um, Kara being the underdog. thought that was uh, really important that she won because Naya is way bigger than her. And I really expected Naya to win this one. This elimination was truly a battle. Naya definitely had the size. Kara had to dig in deep. This was a great elimination. Now, as hard as it looked, um, visually, it wasn't that great. They ran really, really hard, and then it came to an immediate stalemate. And it kept them there for almost an hour. But when it came down to it, it just came down to sheer will. I'm going to give this one an 8, only because it wasn't very action-packed. As hard as it was, and I do respect that, we are at home watching this on TV. You got to give us something to look at sometime. Um, but still, it was very physical, very hard. And Carver really showed herself to be just everything she needed to be to make sure she went and got this win. And big props to Naya. She lost this very gracefully. She, she was a total gentlewoman afterwards. So much props to her. Uh, not a huge fan of Naya, mainly because of uh, just the way she is as a human being. But it was a great battle. Great to see. And it's what the challenge is all about. Now, at this point, we like to move on to our episode MVP. Veta, who won this episode, male and female? I know it's hard for guys because, you know, usually it's whoever gets voted in elimination, whoever wins and stuff. And so it's hard because we didn't have a male elimination this week. That's a fact. Yeah. So I don't really know for male. Obviously, for female, I'm going to give it to Cara Maria. I think that after her team did terrible in the daily challenge for her to come into this elimination and kick ass, really important for her. And it's probably a big confidence boost for the rest of her game. Okay, Becky? You know, for the guys, let's see. I really don't have anything really good for the guys because they didn't do much this this episode. So I don't have an MVP for them. But for the girls, yeah, I got to agree with uh, Vero and go with Cara Maria, who overcame a deficit when it came to weight uh, with determination and grit and just really pulled out a win when she shouldn't have won. She really shouldn't have won that elimination. So Malik, you keep doing that with your eyebrows and I'm going to hit you with something. I just, I just <laughs> watched a Fast and Furious last night. You know, the rock was on it. So I got to do the people's eyebrow. Oh, oh my God. God. That's but a perfect anyway, people's eyebrow. It is a pretty good people's eyebrow, but, uh, but yeah, so I got to give it to my girl, Cara really showing what she's made of and sticking it to her haters and telling him to go fuck off because she was going to win no matter what. Okay. For the females, it's easy. Cora Maria came through, and she kicked a whole lot of ass. She didn't even pull the kill card. So it wasn't even her fault while she was going in, but she went in there against somebody who was bigger and stronger and way nastier, and she pulled out a win. Pure heart, got to give it a win. For the guys, we don't have a lot, of, we don't have a lot to pull from for the guys, but I'm going to go ahead and give it to Brandon. His team ended up getting the win in the daily and putting themselves in a position of power to make sure that they didn't have to go into elimination. And with that said, that wraps up Season 25, Episode 3 of The Challenge, Free Agents. What a good one. How do you guys feel about the episode in the whole? I feel like it's a good episode. I like it. How come you, how come you picked Johnny Riley versus Johnny Bananas? Or no, you picked Brandon over Johnny Bananas? It was his team. For your MVP? Yeah, but really, Bananas is the one who orchestrated who they wanted to vote and everything. Uh, let me tell you something. Oh, yeah, we don't have the power rankings. <laughs> Just thought about that. We didn't get them from uh, 
Tyler? He usually thinks Thursday. I don't think he's aware of that. Oh, wait. He knew we were recording. Oh, earlier he said today is at Thursday. soccer. Oh, today's Wednesday. No, today's Wednesday. Didn't even realize that today's Wednesday. Hold on. I'm hitting Tyler up now. He said he's at soccer. Yeah, he teaches soccer. Coaches. Same difference. Who's who's that coaches? Me. Don't ever correct me, woman. So funny. So it's just so funny. I knew you were asking me to do that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. All right. Today is the last day I do that. I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm... <laughs> I don't believe anything you just said. Oh, God. Oh, what God. I'm sorry. All right, guys. So no power rank is this week. But, <laughs> <laughs> but Tyler is going to have a for He's us busy week. teaching soccer, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, yes. Tyler's too busy playing with balls to give us a power oh! rank. <laughs> All right, so that's just about going to wrap up Season 25, Episode 3 of the Challenge, Free Agents. Make sure you guys go visit shop.lovewarchallenges.com. Make sure you pick up all of your Love War Challenges, the hit list, and general challenge gear. Shop.lovewarchallenges.com. All right, guys, that's going to be it for us. We'll see you guys next Monday. <laughs> Bananas close. <laughs> I was like, I know you're not like frozen because stop playing. Uh, okay. I was like, I was afraid he was going to try and kick one of us out. Bananas, close us out. All righty. Another great episode, Potsters. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you stay updated by following us on Twitter and Instagram at LWC Podcast. Join us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash Challenges. Also, check out our website, lovewarchallenges.com Make sure while you listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio, give us those five stars, give us a great review, and most importantly, subscribe. Have a great day, Potsters. <laughs>